Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. In church, it's, it's half past ten, we could start. Actually, at half past ten. Yeah, it's like, yes, get on with it. <laughs> Quite right, too. Yeah, just got going at half ten at the right time. Hello, Thomas and Amelia. Hello. Very good. You are very welcome this morning. Um, it's lovely to see everybody. Um, welcome, visitors. Welcome, Eleanor. Um, I would like to start by reading a psalm. It was the psalm that we read at Equipped to Serve yesterday, and in these times, it was it's the most comforting piece of truth, and I absolutely love that something that was written so many years ago is so relevant um, and such a comfort at this time. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you're my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And that word refuge is so critical at this time. Um, for people who are hiding, for people in fear, but for us as well, we can take that refuge. It's the same refuge that's open to all of us. Um, I'm just going to open in a prayer. Lord, I thank you that these people, these powerful, powerful people, Lord, they are pieces of pottery ready to be broken. They are nothing compared to your greatness. Lord, you are the king of the earth. You are the King and the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And Father, what a great comfort to know that you don't change. It doesn't matter if you're a ruler of a nation or someone running away from, uh, from war. Lord, you are the God of all and us as well. Father, we give you this morning. We pray your blessing on us. Um, open our ears and our hearts to you in Jesus' name. Sue will bring the communion talk and we'll have some communion uh, with the, for the children. You'll notice a lack of smaller Kellys today. They're with their grandparents. So we're kind of just free and, you know, no responsibilities. It's great. Um, yay. So I will hand over to Ellie and Claire.
Good morning, everyone. Um, I just uh, I've been reading through Deuteronomy, and I always when I read Deuteronomy, I thought, oh, this is another reinterpretation of what Exodus is about because it's got a similar story in it. And this time, reading through, I suddenly realised it's just before they went through through the River of Jordan across, and it's when Moses is reiterating all the laws that the Lord had given them and also gave them new commandments or commissions because they were the generation that actually um, had had been had survived the journey whereas all the others had dead and he was retelling the story and that's something that's been coming to me again and again about the way the Lord retells that story that same story the story of how he took them out of Egypt he took them from slavery and he brought them out. He took them on a journey where they learned a lot and then he brought them in. Uh, and he gave them guidance of how to live their lives. And this verse really struck me. It says, um, the Lord didn't set his heart on you or choose you because you were m- more in number than any other people. On the contrary, you were the fewest of all people. Rather, the Lord, it, rather it was because the Lord loved you and because he wanted to keep an oath. And I just thought it's because he loves us that he goes back again. He reminds us of the story, how we came out of our own Egypt. Uh, we've gone going through our own journey and um, he will, he loves us. And that's what's came through. He said, I just thought, I just felt I heard in my ear, I love you. I lo-, and this is to the whole church. You know, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm desperate for communication, communion with you. And um, and that just kept coming to me. The Lord loves us. I mean, he loves us. Whatever you're feeling, however, whatever situation you're in, whatever you've been through this week, he, he loves us. He loves us. To accept the love of the Lord. Uh, maybe you lot are in a different place. But I just think the Lord God... Um, the king of all the earth loves me and he loves me so much that he sent his son to die for me that's how much he loves me and it's just like whoa that and then the least I can do is love him back a bit maybe (laughs) if I'm in a good mood but (laughs) it was just that reiteration he loves us he loves us and it, it just think but and it suddenly uh, those songs I chose and then I read Martin's email and it said oh we've got communion I thought oh that's interesting because <laughs> this is what the songs were about it just really struck me um was about uh, uh, love and uh, how how much the father loves us um, so if we'd like to stand up and uh, engage with the lord and how he loves us <laughs> struck me when we, uh, Sue was talking about the uh, foolish and the weak. I consider myself very foolish and very weak, so I can identify with that. But it, it, the, it, with a God that is so, with a f- miraculous God that does these amazing things that even a foolish person can grasp hold of the truth. A child can grasp hold of the truth. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to get it. I find that I'm so thankful for that. I really am. Um, we have an, a part of our service now called the family time, which is for our younger people who might have just arrived, which was a bit unexpected. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm pleased to see them. <laughs> However, I wasn't expecting them. So, Sue, are you doing 
includes family time. Oh. Oh, yes, Douglas, uh, our, our remote uh, pastor, Douglas, will, will <laughs> I'll hand over to Douglas. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, just in, in, and in so many different ways as well. In science, when they're learning about creation evolution. Uh, in um, SRE, when they're learning about relationships. Um, amongst their friends, when their friends say, you can't say that. Um, when, they're, um, when they have a belief which is sort of contrary to, to popular, you know, thinking. Like, um, so-and-so's hurt me, I'm just going to hold a grudge on them. Um, and you forgive too easily, Amelie's been told. You know, just constant, constant persecution um, in, our, in our schools. Um, and so uh, what I'd like to do today is pray particularly for our Christian kids in our schools. Um, and, and kids, Douglas was absolutely right. You might, want, you might be so tempted to just say, yeah, I, you know, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you're right. I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in God. He, yeah, what a load of rubbish. Who'd believe in God? You might be really tempted to do that, to fit in, um, because you don't want to be bullied. Um, but the rewards in heaven are going to go on and on and on and on and on. And the reward at school is maybe just for 10 minutes sometimes. So um, it was, it's encouraging. Uh, to hear what Douglas had to say. So um, I'm going to pray, and if there's a couple of others that will also pray as well, just, just for um, protection over our children, particularly Livingstone's children, but Christian children everywhere in schools. Dear Heavenly Father, um, I lift up um, kids who want to follow you but have to go to school every day. Amongst the uh, amongst people who uh, who just think Christianity is is a fairy tale, um, Lord, it's so hard, and I just lift them up to you today. Will you strengthen them and by your Holy Spirit uh, walk beside them daily, he- uh, reminding them of y- your glory and who you are? In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so we need to put the word uh, persecuted up there, but where is it? (laughs) Right, children, I'm really glad they've turned up, Kaz. Uh, uh, So the the word uh, persecuted, I'm going to need your help to find it. The word persecuted is with individual people in the congregation, and... The letters of persecuted uh, belong to people whose names begin with that letter. So what? Uh, this is a good exercise in learning some new names today in our congregation. I'm sure that there, I reckon probably mum and dad, you probably could say everybody's names, but you might well be the only ones who can. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what does persecuted begin with? What letter? Em- uh, Amelia. What letters it, does it begin with? She's got a mouthful. <laughs> if she says if she says P, it's all going to come out, isn't it? 
So, a P. Who could it be? Do you want to go and say, you go and ask him, what's your name? <laughs> she can't. <laughs> go, and, go and see if it's with, with that man there. What's his name? They have a very polite. It could. Right, Liz and Jessie, so what comes after P? Once Amelia has finished her mouthful, she's going to go and ask Paul if he's got the P. What's next? E, so whose name begins with E? Who could that be? Go, well, go and ask her then. Say, say, is your name Emma? Does your name begin with E? Have you got an E, please, Bob? Hey, right, Emily, could you get the blue tag that's on the table there and you can stick the letters up? Right, what's after E? P E, perseverance. P E, lives. P E, oh yeah. That's because I was doing perseverance at school on Friday and it's in my head. Um, persecuted. P E, what's next? Kids, help me out. Jess. Ah, whose name begins with R? Right, you might have to, there might be people who you don't know their name. So you're going to have to go up to people and say, what's your name? <laughs> Not that Rob either. Whose name begins with R? Just ask people. Say, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> Yay. So P-E-R, purse, S. Whose name begins with S? Who could have the S? For everyone who doesn't know, that's Rosie over there with the, with the red cap. So we're learning names today, remember? Well done, Jessie. Sandy. Sandy had the S. What's after S? Per se. It's another R. Who's, who else begins with an E? Do I have an E? I do. Per se. What's next? Not I. Per se. C. Whose name begins with C? It's not Kaz. Not Kaz. Who else could it be? You got yeah. Could be Chloe. Could be Chris. Could be Cheryl. It's Chloe. Well done. So persecuted now. <laughs> okay, turn turn the U upside down. And find someone whose name begins with a N. Whose name begins with a N? It might be someone you don't know their name, so you're going to have to ask them, what's your name? Be brave, kids. <laughs> They're not going to, are they? Too shy. <laughs> May. 
Okay, May, head, go that way. Go that way. After Jess, look, go, go from Jess onwards to the right. Hey! <laughs> She's got the U, which is the N upside down. So Persa Q, what's next? T, T, right, so May, carry on asking names in the same direction you were going. Name begins with a T. So we've got Natalie here. Oh, she's found it. And, and Tommy next to Natalie. And then what's next? Persecuted. Eh, another E. We have somebody who's not been to, that I don't, well, I don't know, she's been to Livingstone before. Not that I remember. Um, she has, ah, ha, ha, So this is Eleanor. Um, and finally a D, which, and I, uh, so um, this one is a middle name. Who's got a middle name beginning with D? Amelia might know. So, Thomas, what's your middle name? David, yay. So you're the last letter. Found all the letters. Right. Before we move into communion with the children, we will just go through a couple of notices. So as usual today, after the service, we'll have you all warmly invited for... Uh, for lunch, is that right, Sue? Yes. And sausage and beans. <laughs> there you go. No expense spared. Or soup, that's right, as usual. Um, you know when you pray for something and then God answers your prayers and then you're a bit surprised? Uh, that seems to have happened with uh, the Holiday Club. Uh, currently, Justin and the team have 13 children each day uh, booked in uh, and something like 25 more forms went out on Friday, so there could be more than that, which is quite a number from the sort of usual 10 or so. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a real opportunity here uh, for us as a church to get behind and pray that there's a translation between the Holiday Club and these children meeting God. It just could be, and we just pray for a real uh, breakthrough, especially in the lives of the kids that are already coming to LifeWise. So uh, if you can be praying for that, I think we will all be extremely grateful. Um, just an advance notice, there is a church meeting on the, I think it was, a, it's next Sunday, oh gosh. Um, so <laughs> it's a break from our normal run of things. We talk about kind of the life of the church, where we are, where we're heading, and kind of things that have been going on. So uh, please be, be ready to, to come and uh, hear a bit more about everything that's happening. Um, there is also a Passover meal in the offering for Good Friday, which is the 15th of April. Um, Jacob Vince, who is the Christian Friends of Israel director, will lead us through uh, the what happens at Passover meal, and then we'll eat some really lovely food. So please do come along and let us know in advance if you can. Adults are five pounds, children are free. Okay, any more notices before I move on? No, great, good. Okay, now, time for children's communion. Um, Children, just for this moment onwards, you have permission to do something really rude, okay, to the grown-up you arrived with, Jeanette. I know, yeah, you can get me afterwards. Yes, you can. 
In fact, any adult who wants to be a bit rude, it might make you feel better. So please stick your tongue out at, the, at your, at your grown-up that you arrive with. You can stick your tongue out at Jeanette. You did arrive with Grandma, but she's not here to stick her tongue out. Are you sticking your tongue out? Yeah, grown-ups, if you... There's hands wiggling now as well. There's lots of, uh, lots of rudeness going on. Can you take a hold of your wiggly little tongue there? What can you tell me about your wiggly little tongue? What? <laughs> oh, it's a bit wet, isn't it? A bit gooey. That is disgusting. What else do you, can you tell me about your tongue? It's got taste buds. It helps you taste things, doesn't it? And yeah, lips. Your hands taste salty. How lovely. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can damage your tongue. I don't want to be licked with my tongue. Keep that to yourself. Your tongue also helps you do another thing. What does it do? What am I doing right now? Talking. Your tongue. Even though, is it really big? Is it, is, is it as big as your leg? It's tiny, isn't it? But it's really powerful. In the book of James, it's, it's like, a, like a rudder on a boat. It can steer a ship. You can say things with your tongue which make people feel amazing. You can also say things with your tongue that make people feel terrible. It's really easy. It's as easy as that, isn't it? Your tongue is extremely powerful. Jesus said some things at the Last Supper when he had a meal with his friends, which changed the world. Um, I'm just going to read what Jesus said once I find it. Hang on a minute, Nicole. I, I can't find it right now because uh, I've lost my place. But Jesus, uh, Jesus took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. What an incredible thing to say. He poured out wine and he said, this is my blood which is spilt for you. Um, drink this in remembrance of me. And those very two sentences changed the world forever. And that's how powerful your words can be, particularly... Uh, Grown-ups who are with their children, would you like to come and bring your kids to the front, take communion together? And uh, out with kids as well. For your patience, church. I'm just going to pass around the offering basket now before we dismiss the children. And Jessie is going to hold the giraffe and our children's collection. Okay, I'll pass that around. Father God, I want to thank you for our children. Lord, thank you that, Father, I pray that you would uh, just be with them today as they hear more about you and learn about you with their uh, teachers. In Jesus' name, amen. Please feel free just to read your glasses. Okay. Well, it's not E for Emma. It's not E for Ellie. 
It's Aoife. Eleanor. And I'm going to invite Eleanor to come up the front and uh, introduce someone to you who you may not yet know. I know she's known to several of us, uh, but she needs to be introduced to everybody because she's a very important lady, this lady. <laughs> Eleanor, uh, just briefly say to us, why are you such an important lady in this centre? Uh, because I do the bookings. <laughs> well, then uh, someone has to pick up the phone to talk to you, so that would be me. Okay, so Eleanor is our new centre coordinator, and uh, she. Come, how, well, how how often are you here? Uh, five days a week, every morning. Okay, and so it's not just bookings; it's all the reception work and showing people where to go and answering the phone for all sorts of things. You know, you know, keeping trustees in communication with each other and, and so on and so on. So, on. so it's brilliant. Eleanor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where do you, you, you live in Eastbourne, I know, and you're part of another fellowship. And another, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm currently in between. Uh, I have, a I was attending three, three home groups, but uh, the other one changed the schedule to the morning uh, during the pandemic, so I wasn't able to join them anymore. The other two recently, late last year, uh, the Bible leader moved to the Midlands, and the other group, the Bible leader also moved to Ireland. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping to create another group to invite my friends. I, I have the other two home groups in my flat. And then the other one was in the harbor. And um, the church in the harbor sadly dissolved during the pandemic. But we're praying to find another place. I used to attend also the one in Seaside, St. Anthony's, but it's a bit too far from me. So we're and also for me particularly, I'm also praying when they would hold it at a time when I can attend, and also for me to be able to also create another home group for my friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How long have you lived in the UK? Uh, 2011, that would be 11 years. Okay, and where were you before? Philippines. <laughs> so you are Philippines? Yes. <laughs> Good, lovely to um, be able to have this part of our community-wise community serving and sharing of faith. Amen. Is there anything Thank in you. particular that we could be praying for for you? I mean, you've mentioned about the need for fellowship and yeah. church and things mm -hmm. being in private prayer. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, really wisdom in everyday decisions, also with, uh, in handling uh, matters, daily matters, also in communicating with people. And really, just really to have that sense of uh, Jesus with me that every time I'll speak to anyone on the phone or someone who drops by, just to emanate that love from Christ, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Paul, can I invite you to come? Is uh, Where's Claire? Uh, I mean, Claire, stop. Go for it. Can I invite you to come and just pray for Eleanor now? Thank you. We thank you for Eleanor, we thank you for her, her caring, for her
dedication for, for the way that she gets stuck in every day. Uh, and we do ask, Lord, that you would uh, enrich her, that you would give her uh, all that she needs to deal with the phone calls and the people and, and all the situations. Lord, give her fully out of your wisdom, we pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, we also just praise you for her heart as well. Lord, you, you will help her with her practical, but Lord, we just thank you that she has a heart that wants to follow you, Lord. And we just ask that you fill her with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would draw her closer to you, Lord, that you would, um, you would be manifest to people through her, Lord. Just thank you that she has a heart to share you. And Lord, we just pray that people will be blessed by the words of you that come out of her mouth, Lord. And we just thank you for your everyone, especially to Sue and to Paul, who all, who are both very supportive to me every day. Also to Claire and you and everyone, Liz, Sandy, everyone who drops by at the center during the week. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, Sue, I think it's uh, time to hand over to you. Okay, we did drop Helena in at the deep end. Um, but uh, we, we, uh, she was chosen by uh, our interviewing panel because she was very capable. So although Eleanor is very humble, astute, uh, you, you learn quickly and you, you um, want to do in the best possible way. And so we're really, we're really praising God that you've come and joined our team. So... Uh, bless you and thank you for coming this morning and uh, yeah certainly we pray that uh, God will bless the harbour area um, we've got a vision that every community in Eastbourne uh, will have its church of uh, people that uh, are local people who who really want to be a blessing to their particular district so you in the harbour um, so today um we're going to share communion together. And I'm just going to share. That came to my mind. I need to find my glasses before I. So, um, community-wise, is a very interesting and uh, unusual place, I might say. Um, every day is different here because obviously we have different activities, different groups of people using the halls. Uh, each day of the week has its own timetable. And um, when I started working here back in 1984, I was Eleanor's one of your predecessors, Eleanor, um, and I came here on a Sunday, and I realized that actually this very place has different things happening. I met those people, and I developed a vision to see God not just with us on a Sunday, but 
actually at work in this place on all the other days. And I want to share with you today some of the things that happen here on other days and where we can see God at work. And uh, Eleanor will <coughs> know now uh, some of the things that I share. I want to start by reading uh, a verse in Leviticus. And it actually does, it ties in with some of the things we've been saying already. So did you know, <coughs> I'm sure you didn't, Leviticus 19, verses 33 to 34, say this. When an alien lives with you in your land, sorry, I've got a frog in my... <coughs> when an alien lives with you in your land, do not ill-treat him. The alien living with you must be treated as one of your native-born. Love him as yourself, for you were aliens in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Now, the word alien has changed its meaning. And I need to just explain to everyone that it doesn't mean someone from outer space. <laughs> um, the word alien in the past just meant someone who came from another place, another country. So God is saying to uh, his people Israel then, um, when an alien lives with you in your land, don't ill-treat him. So in other words, don't use him as a slave. Native-born. It's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if we do uh, treat everyone, whatever country they come from, as though they were British. Of course, the British are the best. We know that, of course. Um <laughs> That was, yeah, well, I'm glad you're all, uh, glad you're all booing because it's, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, you're right. So, love him as yourself, for you were aliens in Egypt. And we'll come on to that. I am the Lord, your God. So, um, I want to show you how God has been at work here at Community Wise with people that the Bible old-fashionedly calls aliens. So can we see a video? There's a, uh, this is work that's carrying on in Eastbourne. Oh, I'm Gillian Carroll. Um, before you start as well, um, this is Jill, and she's married to a, a young man who uh, was in our Sunday school here, uh, and they live in Carew Road, just up the top there, Mill Road. Right, let's listen to Jill one of the leaders at Sanctuary Cafe and I'm delighted to be able to share with you some of the things that we are very thankful for over the last year, one of which is being able to work so closely with networks. For those of you who don't know us, we are a weekly drop-in service available in central Eastbourne for refugees and people seeking asylum. Over the five or so years that we have been open, uh, we have worked with people from over 50 nationalities. And since we opened physically last September, following a period where we had to be on Zoom because of COVID, uh, we regularly have between 40 and 60 visitors every single week. Many of those will come on a regular basis, which we love. Um, and our numbers have peaked at over 80 in the last few months just because the need is so great. 
we are mostly working with people who have some sort of immigration challenge or immigration issue. Um, we uh, are working with people who are often fleeing conflict under very difficult circumstances. They left and traveled in difficult circumstances and often they find themselves in difficult circumstances in this country as well. Uh, many of them have um, experienced persecution and torture and also sadly human trafficking. So our job as a group of about 30 volunteers who come together every week is to really provide a welcoming, safe place uh, where people are valued and where people are helped. And we mostly do that through services that we offer during the drop-in, but also then signposting people to other services. So if you were to come on a, a Friday, which is when we're open at All Souls Church Halls on Wellesley Road, um, you would hopefully have a very warm welcome at reception. Somebody would explain to you in English if your English is good enough, or we have translators, so we try and uh, speak with people in their own language, what services are available. And it will range from free English conversation classes, which were run by an amazing team of qualified, experienced teachers. It, it might be that you want to access clothes or shoes, uh, which we have donated to us, or toiletries or food, because we're part of the Tesco Fair Share Scheme and the Waitrose Fair Share Scheme um, with the support of networks. It might be that you just want to come and play some games, or uh, you want to teach us one of the games from, from your culture. Um, or you might want to access Mark, who is our immigration support person. He's been working in this area for about 20 years and is able to look at the documentation that the person has from the Home Office, help them understand exactly what process they're in, where they are in the process and, and potential next steps. And if you've arrived in this country after a really difficult and long journey and you don't know anything about the system or how long it's going to take, just to have somebody sit down and explain to you the, the challenges or how long it's going to take is actually hugely, hugely helpful. And then more recently, we also have a, a GP who comes and, and runs a surgery in the morning. It's often very difficult for these individuals to access healthcare, and it's really important that they, they do for a whole host of reasons. And so uh, the, the GP will support them making a registration with the local GP um, and we'll see if there's some urgent need, we'll also see them with urgent needs. We're also really delighted to be able to offer an art therapy table um, as well as massage therapy from time to time as well. And for some of these folks who probably haven't been touched in a kind way for a very long time, that, that chair um, is, is so much in demand and, and, and no wonder. But really the most important thing, although I've talked about the range of services, the most important thing is that people just feel that there are folks here who want to be with them, want to support them, um, want to welcome them to our country and our culture and help them to do well. One of the things that um, I know you're talking about this evening is Proverbs 31.8 and speaking up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. And that's very much part of what we do at Sanctuary, whether that's because they don't have the language skills. Um, and we're really blessed, really blessed to have a number of our volunteers who speak um, an array of different languages. Uh, the most obvious ones would be Farsi and Arabic and, and Sarani. 
Uh, and so it's amazing uh, to be able to offer some of these services actually with translation or in their own languages. But we also work with other organizations and we are advocating on behalf of the folks that we are working with. So whether that is the hotels where a lot of them are accommodated at present, um, talking about some of the conditions or some of the issues that they've been in the hotels, whether that's directly with the home office themselves, it might be the services or agencies that they're working with, whether that's GP services or mental health services or even housing providers. But part of our role, I think, is to be able to connect in well and speak up on behalf of, of these folks. So I'm sorry that I'm not with you in person today and I, I know there'll be so many things that have been mentioned already and will be mentioned um, about uh, blessings and, and things to be thankful for. And, and again, I just wanna say, not only are we really thankful for the partnership that we have with networks, but every time we have a need or don't think we can do something, um, it appears and we are just so grateful uh, for that. So thank you for allowing me to share some of those things with you this afternoon. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jill gave that talk uh, on video where they run this other partnership work called Networks, where Networks helps uh, new arrivals and Eastbourne migrants uh, with housing needs and uh, any other things that um, crop up that how we can, we can help them. Housing is the biggest issue, as you can imagine. Um, but, uh, so uh, Jill was talking about a vision that she had uh, to help with pe people who are coming across the channel and arrive in Britain. And um, they've run away. They are, one of them we've, we have here, um, a fugitive. He left his home when he was 12 years old in Eritrea because he was going to be seconded and, and, and marched into a militia. And that would have been the end of him. And so the parents sent him over the border to Ethiopia. And he's been in a fugitive since then, and he's arrived here in Eastbourne in his early 20s. That's just one example. No one leaves their home and safety if they don't have to. Would you? Of course you wouldn't. So uh, these people that are uh, arriving from these overseas countries, um, it's incumbent upon us here to help them to um, live a future which uh, we want to be able to do. So here at CommunityWise, so the drop-in uh, that we've just listened to is at All Souls Church on a Wednesday, uh, on a Friday, and um, obviously they do a great job. Uh, they also teach English lessons, and we here, at the same sort of time as Sanctuary Cafe was having their vision, and more and more migrants were coming, uh, we have a vision for teaching English lessons. And so uh, this started actually in about 2006 here, but when lockdown happened, the teachers then and that, that kind of organization as it was kind of disbanded. So at the end of um, lockdown, here at Community Wise, um, we, in April 21, when we were allowed to open up again, we had just one teacher. But she was up for it. And so she qualified TEFL, teaching English as a foreign language, a volunteer. And uh, she was up for it, and she had one friend. So we thought, let's do it. Let's do it. 
So Wednesday mornings we opened up again and in came the students. Back came the old students and in came some new students. We needed more teachers. And honestly, <laughs> they literally walked through the door. It's incredible. Uh, and we now have a team of about six or seven. Some of them can do every week. Some of them do share shifts. But it's a really great morning. We've had up to 70 people, not all in one day, <laughs> um, usually an average of about 25 or 30, divided into three groups of, of ability of their English. So beginners, middle, and people whose accents need improvement. So um, it's just wonderful to see them all arrive. And uh, we're going to show you a couple of pictures of them in their classrooms. So here you are, learning English. And there's another picture. Oh, no, not that one. Come back. We'll come back to that one. That one, yeah. So that's just to give you a, f a feel of how we get on. Um, so the Sanctuary Cafe asked us if we had a spare teacher. So I asked our teachers, is there anyone who would like to go along on a Friday? And, and one of them has done that. And actually, we also had a need for someone to help us with maintenance here, help to particularly to help Paul. And this teacher's husband has agreed to come along and help us as a, as a maintenance person also on a Wednesday morning. So God has really just, as we need it, just as Jill was saying, as you need it, God supplies it. It's been absolutely amazing. So we're talking about since April 21, what we've seen happen. So we, have a s we had a small team of people who used to provide lunches here before lockdown. So Martin got those guys together. And at Christmas time, they laid on a lovely spread with games and a Christmas message at Christmas time for these guys with their teachers. And that's when you're going to look at this picture. Thank you. Thank you. So here they are uh, sitting around the table. And it was wonderful to be able to welcome them all and uh, give them snacks and food during their the last part of their normal Wednesday morning uh, when they have their lessons. Can you see, recognize? I can see you, Robin. Any other people recognize? I don't know. Anyway, thank you to that team. You've done a wonderful job. And we're going to have another uh, similar at um, Easter time. So in a couple of weeks' time, on a Wednesday morning, our, our group, if you'd, if you'd like to join it, put your hands up, um, have said that they will come along and provide another morning at the end of the lessons on a Wednesday to uh, share food and share the Easter story uh, with the guys, many of them, and, and ladies. Many of them do have a Christian faith, uh, and um, some of them obviously are not, but we treat them all absolutely equally. So um, I think it's amazing. You know, to me, it gives me such joy feel that we live as living stones this church this community center is really under our jurisdiction god has given it to us to look after it and uh, we want to see him working here we have 
So that's just one example of the many different activities that go on here with different people that come in. Do pray for us in on the team, the trustees and Eleanor, and um, share with us what God is doing, not just here with us on Sunday, but also Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're God's people, and he is God all the time. And if he's doing this here, don't you think he must be doing little things like, we, like what he's doing with us here all over the world? But we never hear about it. We hear about the news, and we see what's on the news, but we don't hear about how great God is and all the different things he must be doing, multitudinous different works all over the world. Mustn't he? He must. He must. So I'd like us to think of ourselves as aliens, not from outer space. (laughs) This is what Peter says. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans or those non-believers. Though they may accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. We're all actually aliens. We're all foreigners. We came out of Egypt, as as, uh, Claire was reading to us earlier. So as we come to share communion, we are gathered in by Jesus. We are called to be part of his family. We belong here. We belong to him. Uh, And um, we're a chosen people now. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation, and it's all because our Savior Jesus came and gave his life for us to gather us back in from the exodus. Let's share our communion together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you do in the micro as well as the macro. We thank you, Lord, that you're in control of the whole world And your desire is to have a people, to have a holy nation, a royal priesthood, where all of us are priests, not just special people, where we all minister to the people we meet each day. We're a holy nation and a chosen people. Lord, you want to have a people belonging to yourself. And you want every nation in the whole world to have people that love you and are called your church, witnessing and doing good wherever they are. Lord, here we are, your people here in Eastbourne, and we pray you will guide us and continue to use us, Lord, as we welcome the alien and the stranger, or as we 
welcome those who've lived here for a very long time. Lord, use us in this community and in this community center, Lord, to be your light, to be your voice. And as Eleanor said, to have your wisdom and uh, to have the right words whenever we meet anyone. That's, ju that's for everyone, not just the people who can uh, work at community-wise. We, we can't all come here every day. But wherever we are and whatever we're doing, uh, the same applies. Lord, we're your people and we're here to serve you and do your will. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, if we bring our communion table forward, we can um, share communion together. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the offering, Lord. Um, we give our gifts to you. Okay. So, as Cass told us, Jesus took bread and said, This is my body. All of you, share it, eat, eat it, because it will build up your life. It will become into you, like food comes into us and becomes us. So as we share our uh, special communion bread together, it's not just bread, it's spiritual food regularly. Like we eat food regularly, we need to feed on Jesus regularly. So Lord, we thank you for this bread, which we know represents your body. We're going to eat it together and we're going to grow in our faith. We're going to grow in our love and we're going to grow in our hope. We're going to grow in our knowledge of you and our understanding of your ways as we eat and drink together. Lord, you're on our case. You're, you give us your Holy Spirit to live within us and uh, to take us on from one place to the next on our journey, Lord. And uh, we do look forward to that day when you're going to return. Then you said, um, I won't be eating this with you physically until we all eat together in the kingdom of heaven when I return back. So we look forward to that day when we will eat it really with you on that day when we find ourselves uh, in the new heaven and the new earth. Thank you, Lord. We look forward to it, dear Father. And yeah, I feel like I'd just like to be at the back. I don't need to be right at the front. Just just let these others that have, have suffered persecution overseas or people who've struggled in their lives, the poor and the needy, dear Father, let them come first as long as I'm there at the back. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So can we have, so um, Rob, can you come and share communion with your small area there? And then Martin, can you come and do those ones? And then we'll bring communion so, um, Jonathan, can you can you come and share communion with this group of people here? And um, so, uh, Warren, can I choose you to come and take bread and wine to the people in that area where you're sitting? Thank you, and we'll give you some.
So thank you, Lord, as we share this bread together. Lord, we thank you. We're here because of you, Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for the wine, Lord, and the, the juice that we share, which tells us of your blood that was shed. Lord, as we drink it, we are so grateful and thankful. Amen. Amen.